Welcome. Welcome. To Attack of the 50 Foot Podcast. 50 Foot Podcast. 50 Foot Podcast. Welcome, listeners, to Attack of the 50 Foot Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. I'm also your host, Robert. I am Van Winkle. <laughs> Off to a great start, as always. Um, and for those of you who uh, are really, really into Vanilla Ice, uh, probably have already guessed who uh, this episode is about. It's the movie Cool as Ice. A tragedy. Uh, <laughs> it is an awful movie. It. I don't think it's the worst movie we've done, but it's definitely a contender. What do you think is the worst? That's a good question. I still think the first one, the um, Savage Planet, <laughs> like that was just the most inept thing I've ever seen. True, but this is pretty inept. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty inept and I enjoyed it far less. This was, I, I'm gonna be honest, you guys, I fast forwarded some of this movie. Um, like I would listen to about 30 seconds of Ice doing his thing, musically speaking, and then I would just move on. Did you listen at least see you? all the times where he would bang on the door once? Oh, uh, that's my favorite. Oh, uh, that's my favorite knock part. On the door now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I didn't even notice that one. And you know what? I think I'm okay with that. Um, so, listener, I think it's very important off the bat. Uh, one of us put in our outline the log line of this film that's on the cover of the dvd mean meanwhile i would like you to remember that the title is cool as ice when a girl has a heart of stone there's only one way to melt it just add ice excuse me <laughs> yep that's how you melt stone with ice you melt it by making it colder yes it's and the this only is way from, to melt things. from 1991 the golden age, where only one of us was alive. <laughs> Which one of us was it? Wow. Obviously me. Okay, so this movie is directed by David Kellogg, who you may have uh, heard of his previous work. Uh, yeah, or I guess cereal. later work. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> wow. Thanks, Cam, for that little... Uh... Yeah. Thank you. So David Kellogg is most notable for doing the Inspector Gadget movie, which was like eight years after this, um, uh, which was, again, a pretty horny movie. And then a bunch of Playboy videos, because <laughs> Surprise. that's where we are. At yep. one point, Inspector Gadget shoots a bunch of toothpaste all over uh, his female companion. So Toothpaste. Just everywhere. Yeah. Is that what that is? Gets a little too excited. That happens in the movie. Uh, yeah. Now it's a I get child's it. movie. Yeah. It has that guy from Godzilla 2000 in it. Yep. yep. What do you mean that guy from? <laughs> it's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> anyway, this movie, which is so garbage, I don't think any of us really wanted to pick a favorite scene. Oh, I had to no. think about it at first. Oh, yeah. To be fair. Yeah, and I, I really just, like, added in a couple of notes and put my name next to stuff you guys had already done because I didn't <laughs> want to do it. So um, the budget was $6 million, and a million of this just went straight to Vanilla Ice. Because he was at the top of his game. Sure. It, it earned back just a little over Vanilla Ice's paycheck. <laughs> so... Yes. This movie was disastrous in the box office. I mean, $1.2 million. The fact that it even released in the box office is interesting, though, honestly. So, 
yeah, somebody was like, yep, people will pay to see this. They won't leave angry. Oh, I get the joke now. Hmm? <laughs> what, joke? what joke? <laughs> Vanilla Ice's real name is Robert Van Winkle. Oh, that... That was like a decade ago now. Come on. I didn't realize his first name was Robert. I was thinking Johnny, which is the character's name. Yeah, which it, it stands to, uh, we should say, the character's full name is Johnny Van Owen, and Vanilla Ice's real name is Robert Van Winkle, which just seems like such a specific structure to keep, you know? Hey. I was just thinking that because I did not realize the connection here until I read this. Yeah. And that's fun. <laughs> so, okay, I guess let's dive into the synopsis. All right, so Vanilla Ice plays a rapper, like we said, named Johnny. He and his friends are touring artists, despite the fact that they only tour on the back of motorcycles. They have no luggage, they have no equipment. No, no sound systems, microphones, nothing. Everything is just apparently provided for them wherever they go, regardless of if they were expected or not. The opening of this movie, the credits are seizure-inducing. It's a decent enough song because Vanilla Ice only sings for maybe 30 seconds of it. Or, I don't know, sings. Sam and I had a bet in the beginning, actually, when we started watching this, as to whether or not... So, like, we, we started it and... You know, the screen is still black and it's kind of like doing the little piano build up thing. And we stopped it to go like get snacks and alcohol, right? And I was like, I bet that this is going to start with him just like doing a show, just going to like build up and be a show, right? And Cam was like, I bet that it's going to be them on motorcycles riding on the street and then they're going to arrive at a show. And the funny thing is, is we were both kind of right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because what actually... Just out of order. Missed it by that much. What actually happens is the opposite of what Cameron said. So I was right. And it started with a show. And it's really long with credits playing over it. And there's a lot of people dancing. And Vanilla Ice is sort of half-assedly doing a song. And then they get on motorbikes and ride down a road. So... Yep. Predictable. It's, it's just long shots of them driving through, uh, like, I guess in California highways or something. I have nowhere, no idea where they are, but they wind up in a small town. Um, it, again, it's just four people on motorcycles, not a backpack between them. And they stop for some reason at a very eclectic looking mechanics shop and uh, to get their friend's bike fixed because uh, it didn't work when they tried to stop in the middle of the road and block traffic while they fixed it. They thought, oh, maybe we should go to an actual mechanic. Um, while this bike is being repaired, which seems to take, I don't know, two decades, uh, Vanilla Ice uh, begins a <sighs> romance with a local overachieving high school girl. Oh, you guys, I'm already running out of steam. This, this is just so boring. Uh, the girl has a boyfriend uh, whose name is Nick, but hilariously, people keep calling him Dick. Oh, shit. The puns. Whoa. Oh, my God. You want that some ice for that burn, my dude? Ugh. Ugh. Is this going to be like, um, oh, my God. It's not Captain Cold, the other DC Cold character. The Schwarzenegger one. Killer Frost. 
Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Mr. Freeze, whatever terrible Batman movie that was with Schwarzenegger playing him, where it's just a bunch of ice puns. Is that going to be us this whole time? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Chill out on those a little bit. Oof. I also uh, feel like we've got to put as much effort into them as the filmmakers did into this movie. So we don't have to try too hard. Um, so meanwhile, as this por- pointless romance is blossoming, um, it's revealed that uh, the main girl, Kat's father, is in the witness protection program. <laughs> Some stereotypical mobsters have decided that they owe him 500, they, I'm sorry, he owes them $500,000 for some reason. Um, that's never explained. And the gangsters just camp outside of his house and harass him. And he doesn't call the cops Mm-mm. ever. Well, there's Being like a background note. In witness protection program does not call the cops when his witness protection is compromised. Yeah. What? It's, oh my God. It's, it's just so lazy. There's, there are so many avenues in this movie where somebody could have just said a line or done a specific thing to just immediately end the confusion and like drama that's going on. Like, why didn't he just call the cops? There's a, there's a running thing in this movie where the dad thinks that Vanilla Ice is in league with the mobsters just yeah. because of like really obvious uh, uh, coincidences. <laughs> Why do you have to simplify it like that? (laughs) That's like exactly what it is. Yeah. So anyway, um, back in wherever we are, uh, Vanilla Ice (laughs) unconvincingly beats his girl's dick. Thank you, Cameron, for putting that in the notes. Oh, there. That's accusatory. All right. Um, Yeah, of course. Who else could have done that? Um, what, what actually happens is um, the boyfriend who is at, at this point in the story just confirmed to be basic frat boy rapist every level of awful because we need to make Vanilla Ice seem likable in comparison. Um, the bad boyfriend decides to like hit a motorcycle with sticks. It doesn't seem to be doing anything to the bike, um, but <laughs> Vanilla Ice has a very jarring and awful fight where it doesn't seem like he's actually fighting. He's just kind of doing dance poses and people are doing flips around him. You forgot about the sound effects. Oh. Remember the shoulder thing where he goes like this and it's like the little, like the the scratches on the... Oh, yes. The... Yeah, he just like wiggles his shoulders in a sultry way in the middle of this fight. And the, okay, whoever mixed this or just whatever, anyone who worked on the sound department for this should be tried for treason. It's way too much. It's incredible. We'll, we'll get to that. I have several uh, items that I logged under the problems with the sound section. Um but okay, so uh, our budding romance is been budding for just a really long time now, despite the fact that neither of these characters have any, you know, character. The dad demands that Kat stop seeing Vanilla Ice because of the aforementioned wrong, long-running coincidences. Uh, I, I feel like there's large swaths of this movie I forgot because there aren't clear-cut scenes. Crap just happens. Like, there's, there's just going to be a long shot of 
Vanilla Ice just sort of reclining on a couch for a couple of minutes. In very like, In the angles. middle of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a glamour shot, but like on video. My favorite part yeah. about that though is then the kid walks up and he's like, can you take me for a ride on your motorcycle? No, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's immediately like, nah, okay. He's just a jokester. Like, there's no conflict. He's just a jokey jokester. Oh, he's such a jokester. Come on, Robert, you're almost there. I, I, okay, yes, we can get through this. So, um, eventually, as the climax of the movie, Kat's little brother that we just mentioned gets kidnapped. And uh, there's a drawn-out thing where, hey, maybe Vanilla Ice is part of it. But no, he's clearly not. We know that. Everyone else knows that except for the dad. Um, they figure out where the boy is and they go to save him in the way that we will get to. It is perhaps the only part of the movie where I actually sat up and paid attention. That's probably the best part of the movie. Yes. Um, they use bike karate to save the day. And of course, Vanilla Ice is the hero, even though he's probably legitimately the douchiest person in the world. Yeah. Second only to the boyfriend. Again, I think that boyfriend Dick was made so bad because they were like, "Ooh, wow, this uh, Vanilla Ice is the least charming human being on the planet. We need to really double down on this guy. <laughs> we got to make it look realistic fucking somehow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she falls in love with him immediately. Oh my it's god. So gross. Yeah, you forgot about the scene where they actually fall in love. Oh, while they're dancing? Yeah. And yeah, it's, or, or what about the scene where, uh, <laughs> where she's like going to strip in front of him? They've, she met him last night and he stole something from her. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk about both of those weird ones. Okay. Uh, they met earlier in the day. Okay. And Which we're going to talk about, talk about as well. Right. Oh wait, you yeah. and Robert. So we'll talk about that one too. Please tell us how they cross paths. And how this romance makes all the sense in the world after this part. Oh, are we just going to go ahead and... Well, I, we, I just wanted to say, the movie does end on a good note, because the, the good guys win, so... Sure. Yeah. Please tell yeah, us okay. how this begins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Uh, a couple of things just about the... Before the movie actually gets going. Uh, at the end of the credits, there's this extended bit where a woman gives Vanilla Ice her number, but by the way the editing looks, like you see her write down five, 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 and then she immediately <laughs> hands the piece of paper to him. It's like, this is, is it your number? <laughs> Oh my uh, god, I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that phone, phone number plays a really stupid runner through that through uh, the movie. Yes, in this two-day, three-day romance. Yeah. Um, so just a couple other things as they, they get on their bikes to head into town so we can finally meet the love interest. Um, a couple of things. His license plate says, instead of where it would say state of California or whatever, it says state of mind. And I, Damn, I said that. the word barf out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really like, like oh. channeling your 90s, your 90s white girl there. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sarah's like okay, um, <laughs> and also none of them are wearing helmets. What's a helmet? None of them. Never, ever, not once. They give the kid a hard hat at one point when he rides the bike. No, he has a helmet at one point. He oh yes, he, a, is. he is he holding has the helmet. his little helmet. Yeah. 
Also, I just wanted to bring up real quick that 555 is not any type of real phone number. It just provides assistance in locating companies with toll-free numbers. So <laughs> I guess she's a scam kids. Maybe she just is a company. That's, that's the real secret. Well, of I mean, it was pretty obvious. She was the one that was going to give him her number or something. Cause she was the only one in the room, not wearing pants. Yeah. She had, uh, I, I hate these, I, I only see them so rarely and I think they only lived in this point in time. It's sort of a skirt, but it's made out of individual strands of fabric. It's just fringe as a skirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should bring back those styles. It's pretty dope. I don't think I can pull it off. <laughs> I wasn't saying for you, so that was more of a personal thing for me. Yeah, but after they drive away, uh, and they drive for a very long, they drive overnight. They drive because it's dark, and then it's daytime later, and like middle of the day. So they drive twelve hours, maybe. They drive a long time. Uh, this is when he comes across Cat because she's riding a horse, minding her own goddamn business. <laughs> And Vanilla Ice can't mind his own goddamn business. So while he's speeding, though not very fast, I guess, because it's slow enough to, to not pass the girl on the horse. Anyway, uh, there's a fence in between. There's a ditch and a fence and a horse. <laughs> and he jumps the ditch fence to get to the horse and gives the horse a heart attack. Yeah. With his motorcycle. Yes, to land like right in front of the horse. Yeah. And it seemed like that was his intention. Yeah. Though I wish he would have been like... Suddenly cut her off. I wish he would have been like, whoops. Like, just like as a legitimate accident. But no, he's nope. an asshole this entire time. He's so. just trying to shove himself in this girl's face. And I wish, I wish that horse had kicked him in the head. <laughs> well, that's why he landed in front of it. But the biggest thing here is I don't know what he uses to jump that fence. This is not a BMX bike. This is a fucking motorcycle. It's a road bike for sure. There is no ramp around. And I watched it again. There is nothing there. Absolutely nothing. He literally just finds a way to hop the fence. <laughs> and I also don't know how he gets the motorcycle back over. He's in the middle of a field. Oh my god. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I really want a long scene of him like discovering that it's a big fenced in area and like driving around trying to find the gate out. Or it's just the four of them trying to like pick the bike up over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I imagine being the dick he is, he just like tried to break through the fence. Any three of those scenes I would have watched. Him busting through someone's fence, him lifting a bike over it, or being lost for hours. But... Yeah, so he he shows up, and because he scares the horse, I mean, like a normal reaction in, in this case, I think, uh, he just gets punched in the stomach, which he, like, nearly drops to his knees, but then, like, two lines later, he's like, you hit pretty hard for a girl, which <laughs> that okay. is the moment that you know how the rest of this movie's going. Oh, my God. Be. There's, like, dialogue going on here, but I did not follow a single word of it. You didn't have to. No, it's all about anything. the emotion. It's all about the emotion, really. These these are top-notch actors. The dialogue is an addition. Yeah. Okay. What she's they're feeling. like, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? And he's like, no, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? 
That's your yeah. middle eyes voice. Doesn't use he doesn't move his jaw that much. I feel like he's constantly like flexing his jaw to give himself a more prominent like silhouette. Well, he's got small lips, so he's got oh, a small he's always, mouth. He's always pursing his lips too, so like that doesn't help. Yeah, he's the type of dude. Like he he does have a pretty small mouth. Like I imagine he struggles eating bananas. <laughs> like that's. <the> <laughs> Like, just to give a good reference point, everybody knows about the size of a banana. It's going to be two hours long. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, but, like, what is his whole plan here? Because he just, he jumps, he jumps the fence, and then he gets punched. He then, like, he then, what's the word I'm looking for? Steals. Well, he then bullies her with, like, the, you hit like a girl. He basically is, this just reminds me of growing up and hearing, oh, if a boy acts like that towards you, it means he likes you because yeah, he's a bad boy. Thing. Yes. And he's yeah, going to say mean ice. things to you because he likes you. Yeah, he's definitely like pulling on women's pigtails. Yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> like he's, he's just <laughs> pushing them, him himself in front of them and then they're like walk away annoyed with him justifiably so and he's like yeah she's into me <laughs> yeah and then he like steals something from her which i guess his whole plan is to get her to come ask for it back which is like cringe this is what? important real quick because i was trying to think like who in the world would date vanilla ice Anyway, and like if you're Vanilla Ice and you're listening to this, like in real I'm life, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, well, like in real life, because I feel like he's exactly like he is in this movie. Maybe he's a better guy. If if, if he's listening, he should message us and let us know. Uh, but apparently, he's actually been married since 1997. And I just wanted to bring this up because he's the same two, person. Yeah, he has two children, and one's name is Dusty Rain. Yep, <laughs> Dusty yep. spelled with an I, and the other one is Keely Breeze. <laughs> K-E-E-L-E-E Breeze. What kind of person did he marry? A human. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any other way to say that. All right. Thanks for that information. The fact that he named his children Dusty Rain and Keely Breeze confirms for me. Moving along. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I wanted to bring up real quick. This is very important. I forgot to bring it up. We talked about there's this opening dance number and all that. And during this opening dance number where Vanilla Ice is just being the Vanilla Ice you you know and love for the past three, two years, whatever, however long he's been around, uh, he's wearing a hat that has a tag on it. Because that's the style. And, And that's fine. Whatever. He then abandons this hat because they leave the club and suddenly he's wearing a completely different hat. And I still... For the life of me, don't understand it because it's not like he switches any other part of his wardrobe, nor do we ever see that he just has like a tower of hats. He just abandons it. The hats change kind of shockingly throughout. There was one scene where he's wearing like a leather Kangle hat backwards, I guess. Like that's my best guess as to what it was. Mm -hmm. But he is, and it it doesn't seem like any significant time has passed. That, That hat is gone. Yeah. In the same scene. Yeah, he's wearing a I, I, Like The wardrobe for this movie is not only insane, I have an entire section devoted to that, but it's not the same within scenes. Yeah. No, that's, that's what my problem was. Is you're still in the same night at the same place. You just got done working a show because they got paid for it. I noticed that on a rewatch. But, 
and you just switch hats right before you leave? Like, did you sell it to someone? Did you trade? Where is it? Did you bring to? It bothers me. Yeah, there's a surprising lack of drugs in this movie, I just realized, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like Vanilla Ice's thing was kind of, like, a little more kid-friendly. Like, I'm not... I, I'm not shocked that there weren't any drugs, but there there was like uh, attempted sexual assault, uh, threatening uh, children. This movie's pretty messed up. But anyway, we're still in the first scene. Cameron, talk about the family. Yeah, please tell me about the All Falcon right. in the Middle intro. That I, would ugh, I would just like to say Vanilla Ice apparently did a lot of drugs over his career. Duh. Uh, and I just want to read the quick first sentence of this article that just says, Vanilla Ice reveled in drug and drink-sodden orgies with Madonna and others at the height of his pop fame. Huh. Cool. That's okay. Vanilla Ice. Okie dokie. The more you know. Just add in a little bit of history. Please People tell us history. about Cat Catherine's... Cat's family. family. So this whole thing happens. Vanilla Ice gets reintroduced to Cat briefly. And the boyfriend's like, who is that? And Vanilla Ice is like, dick. And then he's like, no, who are you? And he's like, dick. And then he leaves. And that's pretty much that whole scene. Uh, But apparently at some point during that, he manages to grab her book. Wait, wait, wait. During this time, he basically just walks up to this girl and he tells her, Drop that zero and get with the get hero. Get with the hero. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that all happens. And then they walk into this house and we're introduced to Kat's family. Now, Kat's family consists of her brother, who is Tommy. Uh, her mother, who is mother. It's Sarah. Name is Grace. Grace. Why is it say Sarah Grace? Grace. Because that was her name. Sarah. She's Grace? also protected witness. No, Grace. Oh. Grace was her original name, and wait, no, Sarah was around. her original name, and now gotcha. she's Grace. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then her father, Jim Gordon, formerly the commissioner of Gotham, he uh, is the one who's in witness protection. It's his fault. I don't know what he did. They don't really completely say. He snitched. He snitched. But where was he? Was he part of the gang? Yes. Was he a cop? He was a cop. Yeah. You said he, yes when I said, was he part of the gang? No, I was which, saying yes Which one else. is it? Okay. He was a cop. Okay. He noticed that his other... Like his partner and his friends who were also cops were doing bad shit. So did he make and it to so commissioner in this universe? Probably not. Moving along. Okay. There's this terrible Malcolm in the middle bit. Yeah. Uh, so this whole bit is really weird because it's, it's this super sped up. To me, it looks like Dr. Seuss, like cat in the hat, Mike Myers. That's what it reminds me of. And it's, really weird because like they're setting the dinner table they're reading newspapers the wife hands the uh the father a drink uh the kid is like sitting in front of the camera at one point like going like super sped up the mom starts dancing in front of the table at one point super sped up lots of fish islands lots of blurriness it's Oh, it's just so over the top and like a weird bad quick music video and that drove me insane. I rewatched it again today and it's just so off-putting because they don't do anything like this for the rest of the film, really. Oh, no. They do something similar later, but nothing The editing is always weird and sped up, um, but like this is, it's an attack. It feels like an audio-visual attack on the viewer. Yeah. And there's a point, and I, I kept writing it back because I was like, what, what is this? Where uh, 
like all five of the uh, grown-ups in the scene are like standing around like shaking hands and going like hi how are you hi 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 how are you like way too many times what like what were you doing what was your plan with this scene what was the point i am furious the point was to create like a rhythm uh but this is what introduces the whole witness relocation plot right because Essentially what happens is this family's introduced and then they're watching the news because their horse daughter is getting interviewed for the news. And for some reason, the horse father's there. So Gordon is there and I still don't know exactly why he's with his horse daughter, but he is. And he's just kind of off to the side because at first she's being interviewed and they're like, by the way, he's here and he's covering his face. My first reaction was, oh my God, did he steal a child? And this, she's gonna, we're gonna find out she grew up with a fake family. I thought he was just a bad actor. Uh, But he he was hiding his face. And then this, it cuts to this dude in a bar and this guy's like, what? Look at that, look at that. I need the telephone. Give me the telephone. So not only did this guy get relocated through the witness protection program, he, also got relocated within maybe 15 minutes of where the crimes occurred because otherwise i don't know why the mobster is anywhere near the city that he's in close enough to see a local horse girl interview oh yeah that's a good point and they're watching this at the bar it's the local news where who can hear a news interview at the bar who is sitting there watching turn it up but who's sitting there watching that at a bar? Am I the only one that paid attention? And also, I also am still not really sure what time of the day they're showing this either, because it yes. seems like it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, and this dude's just sitting there getting drunk at a bar with his pretty friend in the background, which I'll explain later. But Life goals. <laughs> getting drunk at a bar at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. with your pretty friend in the background. Oh, yes. Blaring sunlight outside. <laughs> People get keep people going back from lunch to work. <laughs> I like to see exactly how dirty my beer glass is. I, I would also like to mention here that it's established that the entire thing that put them into witness protection took place about 20 years ago. So this guy picks him out of a like a local news broadcast where he's covering his face, a guy that he last saw 20 years ago that he sees for less than 20 seconds now. Yeah. And the dude is half covering his face. Like it makes, it's such an absurd connection. And also they shot this in a city. I don't know where this is actually supposed to take place. I don't remember if they said, I don't remember if the writers cared, but it was shot in a city that is literally like 40 minutes outside of LA. And the only way to drive there is just through millions of suburbs. So, like, the fact that this dude then later finds their house, too, is amazing to me. And the way he finds out where they are, they show him holding a map, and he just, like, he's, like, looking at this giant map of suburbs, and then suddenly he just points and goes right there. There it is. I found it. It's like a road map for, like, the western United States. Yeah, And he's like, aha, there's where they live. (laughs) Draws a big old X. (laughs) I found it. Okay, but then the biggest part, so the biggest part, that's just to get, like, the whole plot kicked off. The biggest part here, uh, to end off this whole scene, is that this is when she realizes her book's missing, and it 
I thought it was going to kick off some plot point where like she then goes to confront him, but instead she's like really mad that her book with all of her scholarship information is missing. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, I know who has it. And then she's smiling and just hot for vanilla ice. So I do not understand. She gonna melt her. that cube. Uh, but anyway, she does that. And then she's like, she literally says, uh, I know exactly how to get it back. But she doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. No, I mean, Nothing the at girl, all. The girl never takes a single action of her own volition in the entire movie. No. Yeah, whether the, it's to use him for like romance to like kind of to get him to give her stuff back. She never like tries to go take him down. Like, hey, you fuck face, give me back my shit. Which according to the log line that we read earlier, she has a heart of stone. And yet all he had to do was say, oh, I forgot the line. All he had to do was say, drop that zero and get with the hero. And all of a sudden she wants to fuck. Well, I mean, she was I would ready. call that a heart of stone. She was ready to fuck him right after he scared her horse. That whole part where they first meet, she's like smiling weird. And it's hard to tell if she's like trying not to laugh at him or if she's like, oh, man, this guy's cute. Yeah. And, and then this thing develops with this weird book thing now. Yeah, but I'm going to mention this scene real quick because we don't bring it up. Uh, there is then a dance party scene that he takes over a club and he just kicks a band off stage. It's not even a club, it's and, like a little bar. Yeah, but it's a club for a small town, which is what it's supposed to be, I think. But anyway, he just like kicks them off stage, right? And this is the only time where she does anything proactive, I guess, technically, to get her book back because she dry humps Vanilla Ice all over the club and on the floor. And then afterward says that she wants her book back and then she just kind of leaves. In front of her boyfriend, too. Yeah. And then I can tell you about this great scene. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I have uh, I have one thing I wanted to say about that dance scene. Because the, um, yeah, they're at some sort of club or whatever. The band on stage is playing. The movie would like us to believe that they are very bad. And they are, in fact, very bad. Purposely, but again, though. it's just to make it seem like Vanilla Ice is good. He is only good in contrast to the shit around him. And what the, they're like oh man this music's whack yo so they go and unplug the band's equipment from the wall like one giant hilariously sized surge protector and they're all like oh what no our, 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 our instruments don't work and then all of a sudden all him and his friends have microphones that are hooked up to the speakers of the club and they perform a full song how and why <laughs> Dude, that is exactly what I said the second that happened. Bluetooth microphones. What are they plugged into? Bluetooth. In 1991. Who gave them the microphones? Because he is that what, take why it those from the shorts band. are so baggy? Are they just a bunch of microphones? Oh my god. Uh, I did want to bring up, since we're, I, I want to bring up one other thing that you reminded me of, because I forgot how bad the dialogue in this is, that we skimmed over real quick. When the gangsters first meet Ice, after he walks away because they're assholes to him, one of the gangsters says, he's kind of cute, ain't he? To his friend, the other gangster. And then that guy goes, yeah, he's beautiful. But it's like this whole movie is like, every event they do is to try and get us to like Vanilla Ice more and more, <laughs> even to the point of two gangsters calling Vanilla Ice beautiful and pretty. Mm -hmm. 
it's such a weird moment. And then the guy spits food out of his mouth because the other one's like, we got to go. So he can't finish chewing, I guess. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. That was so gross. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just wanted to bring that up. All right. Where are we going? Oh, yeah. I love. To one of the best scenes ever. Man, oh. if this is not how you get a girl, I don't know how you get a girl. Okay. <laughs> so they, they do the club thing, right? They meet at the club. Like he forms a song. She dances with him, which apparently just humiliates her asshole boyfriend. Who's in like, you humiliated me. Right. So she finally gets home and she's waking up by ice. They do not ice understand cute. why she is so calm about this, but she wakes up to vanilla ice, literally holding an ice cube over her mouth and letting it melt into her slightly open mouth. And then he just drops it in there. And she just kind of opens her eyes like, oh, what's this? There's an ice cube in my mouth. And oh my God, vanilla ice is in my bed. And this is totally fine. Yeah, like she he has broke- no reaction. He broke into her room and is literally laying in bed next to her, melting ice cubes into her face. Did he go through multiple ice cubes for this? Was and, this like the first one? I or did know, he try right? Like three. <laughs> She's just like a really heavy sleeper, and she wakes up and like the bed is just soaked around her head. And oh my god! And she, the first thing she says is, "What are you doing here?" Like, not like, why did you break into my house? What are you doing into my bed? Why are you dropping ice cubes in my mouth? What the fuck is wrong with you? Did you just drug me? Nothing. She's just so chill about it. She has absolutely no fucking reaction. Nope. And also, she's wearing, it appears that she is only wearing a man's button-down shirt, which is one of those things that, like, only sexy movie ladies do and not, you know, high school seniors, which she's supposed to be. See, that's why I was confused about her age, because the way this movie portrays her, for a PG movie, too, which she's is... She's, like, done with high school, so she has to she's, be 18. She's got to be, like, 18, 19. I think that's what they were going for. Because she's going to college. We like know she just finished high school. Yeah, we know she's not 21, because there's a whole drinking thing in there where she's like, I can't drink. But yeah, I which, can dry hump vanilla ice on the floor, though. So, yeah. It seems to really bother you. It's a really awkward scene. <laughs> they, like, show one cut from behind where he's just, like, dry humping her in the club with her boyfriend just watching. Anyway, so she starts getting louder a little bit in bed, just, like, talking to him. And he's like, shh, don't wake up, mom and dad. I'm trying to be quiet or whatever. And then, like, they immediately proceed to, like, jump out of bed, run around the room, argue about shit. And she, like apparently stole his id at some point right and is like oh your name is not robert van winkle <laughs> van whatever in this movie johnny knoxville <laughs> van owen is that what it is i don't know johnny van owen i had no idea what she said because she said it's so weird and he's like oh how'd you get that or whatever and then i can't tell if they trade objects i didn't see him actually give back the book did he yes mm-hmm. he there there's a bit where he's like uh, he's like, here you go. Oh, no, wait. One-liner. Now here you go. Um, I couldn't remember what the line was because it doesn't matter. It, no, it doesn't. No. Most of the dialogue does not matter. And so no, I guess... emotions matter. She finally gets her book back. But now because this random, vaguely aged man has broken into her room and laid in her bed, she's in love with him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and... He- dares her to like oh yeah no get changed i don't mind and she starts and she's like what you think i won't and then 
then of course the little brother breaks in and he starts yelling and then the sister starts yelling at him and then they're still like where is where are the parents like yeah. you can't hear vanilla ice saying hey slick again yeah it's these parents Robert, he went yeah so there's that creepy thing and oh the next one's mine too yep uh, I think it happens almost at like, he's like, I'll be outside on my motorcycle. And he just waits for her to get dressed. Yeah. Yeah. So he like jumps back out her window, which I thought would be higher up, but it's literally just garden level. He just kind of climbs out her window, walks out to his bike, which is on the road. And none of the neighbors say anything about how this boy just jumped in and out of this person's window. It's the 90s. I, I mean, movies tell me that happened all the time. So true. Yeah. True. Did you guys jump into a lot of windows in the 90s? No. I, I, I don't think I've ever, like, been in a bedroom where the window wasn't, a, like, too high off the ground to safely jump out of. Don't you live underground right now? Well, okay. Yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's 2020. <laughs> I'm talking about the 90s. <laughs> anyway, Cam didn't answer the question, so I'm going to assume he did that a lot. I assume I did what a lot. Uh, moving on. They... They develop a relationship against all fucking odds in this movie. And they go to the plant for figuring out the payoff later. Uh, they go on like a date or something after he, I don't remember what he says. He said something stupid. Like, what are you doing tomorrow? I don't know. Something along those lines. And then they decide to go drive away on a motorcycle and escalate things further. Oh, wait, is that the... Oh, God, I wish I could remember it. Because there's a line where he goes, like, tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know what he said. It was something really stupid. Um, and also, also, meanwhile, at this time in the movie, uh, Vanilla Ice had beat the shit out of her boyfriend. And he is in the hospital, supposedly. And she's just like, I don't care. She goes to make out with him in a desert. With Vanilla Ice I, in the desert. I think she doesn't know that yet, because later someone tells her that, and it's like, oh, uh, your friend here put him in the hospital. And Ice is just kind of like, yeah, you know, he, I, I did. And it's like, no, just tell her he attacked you with a baseball bat. I'm pretty sure she knows that he's a douchebag. She'll probably believe you. Yeah, so like this whole time where she's going on a date with this weirdo, her boyfriend's in the hospital and they drive out to some construction site where they're building one house in the middle of the desert, apparently. And there's, I don't even know what that thing is doing. Is it like an oil rig? It's, I think it's like a, like a ground leveler. I, I, that's it's only doing it in one little, like two square foot (laughs) area over and over again, but they missed out on a huge opportunity because usually the movie is like they try to sort of sync things with the music, but this time it's just like construction, like pounding. And then the music is completely, like a completely different tempo. It's really disarming. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, they pull up. That matters later. The sound of this thing pounding the ground, apparently. Um, They have conversation? (laughs) Question mark? Kind of. It's like sort of fake deep stuff where he's like what's it like and she's like what he's like having a family and junk <laughs> it's like oh shut up yeah he's like we're gonna do in college college girl oh, that was pretty good that was pretty good yeah. um, 
<laughs> and they just like chase each other around this open construction site. I was waiting oh my God. for one of them to just like face plant right into a bucket of nails. This becomes a Spice Girls music video. <laughs> okay. Slash sort of sort of a play by video at the end. Um, they're kind of slow motion running around separately this half built house like it's just the frame like the wooden frames and shit and the camera switches between first person view of each of them and they're running around in slow motion chasing each other and stopping and running away and stopping and running up the stairs and beckoning and it's a Spice Girls music video <laughs> and then it becomes a playboy video because now they're out in the middle of the desert for some reason they found a hose uh, Vanilla Ice periodically loses his shirt and then puts it back on and yes. they're spraying each other with water. Uh, she periodically loses her jacket and puts it back on mm-hmm. and seemingly also periodically loses her shorts, which she has underneath her dress because there are also a couple times where he has her hand on her thigh and there were shorts there and now there's not. Yeah. Uh, the wardrobe's a disaster. Scenes <laughs> where like the, cause she's wearing a sundress and he's spraying it down with water. I feel like there were a couple of scenes where they were like, oh, okay, so uh, we don't want this to be X-rated, so let's get her some shorts. Yeah. And I just, like, he, he changes outfits, like, four times in this scene. And I guess this is, this is the where they fall in love with each other. I'm pretty sure the movie is suggesting that they have sex on the ground in a field. Oh, also, um, if any of you have seen that Kanye and Kim Kardashian music video where, like, her hair is blowing backwards the wrong way on a motorcycle, <laughs> um, it's, is it Bound or Unbound? Uh, I think it's Bound 2. Bound 2, yes, yeah. by Kanye. Um, oh, honey. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> where Kim Kardashian is in the video. Robert, please look it up because you don't look like you've seen it. Um, this happens where she literally like they're facing each other on the motorcycle, which happens in the bound video. But like, to be fair, technically that means Kanye copied Vanilla Ice. Yeah. It, it's very similar. It's basically like the later thing we talked about where there is basically just like a glamor shoot on video Yeah, where they're kind of just like posing on a motorcycle with varying amounts of clothes. Yeah. And that's, that's how they fall in love. Yep. They're in love Let's now. See. If you haven't seen the Bound music video, I highly recommend watching at least like two minutes of it to get a feel for it. Two minutes? And then, okay, fine, like a minute and a half. Ten And then seconds. go watch the James Franco Seth Rogen version. Oh, yeah. It's much better. <laughs> and it's shot for shot. So. Okay, I'm actually interested in watching that second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, um, Vanilla Ice wears some really terrible shorts a lot in this movie. Like, he started off fine with his graffiti pants, and now all of a sudden he's wearing, like, mid-thigh, like, little striped shorts with a jacket and a beanie. Yes, with a big jacket. It's like a biker jacket. so childish. Like, so I don't get, like, I I don't know how I can describe this visual thing, but it seems like he's a little boy wearing, like, you know how, like, a, like, like boys school uniforms have like a full jacket but the pants aren't all the way down <laughs> that's kind of what he's like the silhouette yeah. he's pulling off you know what's funny is the more he takes off his big baggy clothes the more he looks like a scrawny little teenager because the dude is teeny 
And like, I didn't really realize how much he actually looks like he is actually the same age as her until he took off the ginormous sunglasses and the ginormous hair and the ginormous jacket. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's a toothpick. Yeah. I was expecting like ripped muscles because Mm -mm. that's usually what you get in these types of movies, but nope. He's a little white toothpick. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Movie, 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 whole movie, whole movie. Brother gets kidnapped and here we are. Yep. Yeah, so we figure out that the brother is kidnapped and held at the construction site where they just had their date because Ice listens to the the tape that the bad guys made of the kid reading some very obviously scripted lines and just going like, Daddy, you lied to me and I'm very happy here now. Like, yeah, super convincing. Oh, wait, wait, Um, wait. you forgot about how they found the tape. Oh, yeah. Four four uh, conveniences. Oh, my God. Like, Vanilla Ice shows up to talk to Kat one last time before he leaves town because the dad has successfully kind of, like, pushed them apart at this point just because the dad is like, no, I saw him talking to those guys who are after me. Therefore, he must be a bad guy. Uh, Vanilla Ice, like, finds an envelope on the porch picks it up and like is like, whoa, cat won't talk to me? Oh, whatever, here you go. And hands it to him. And it's like, no, you didn't, you didn't say like, I found this on your porch. I like how you're going to New York now. It's- <laughs> you gotta go a little more west, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, okay. You got a valley so, girl at it. Uh, so they figure out that like, oh no, this sound was uh, like, Vanilla Ice gets like 95% of the way there. He's like, oh, I know this sound. We were just there. We were just there earlier. We were just there earlier today. We were just there earlier with this repeating rhythmic sound. And, like, and she goes like, oh, the construction site. He's like, the construction site. <laughs> we need a Vanilla um, Ice detective movie where that thing happens every time he solves a new clue. Yes, it's just he just sort of like starts free associating until someone is like, "Is that what you mean?" He's like, "Yes, uh, indubitably." Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> written from Watson's perspective, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, okay, so um, so the gang shows up at the construction site. They're like, "Oh, I guess he's not here," despite it being like kind of a large complex, and they just sort of drive up to it and are like, "Oh, oh man, okay." And they drive away. The uh, it's revealed to the audience that the gangsters are in one of the houses, and the two gangsters are just tormenting this kid. They're like, "Hey, kid, you know what happens if your dad doesn't pay us? Ooh, boy, we're gonna make you sorry." And I'm like, "Why are you scaring him? <laughs> Why is this better for you?" Because you have to make Vanilla Ice look better than literally anyone in the movie. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen to you, kid? You're going to wind up on the side of a milk carton. That's one of the lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, he's, and, then he, and then he like clarifies. He's like, do you know what that means? <laughs> I don't want the joke to go over your head. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so this is the climax of the movie. Um, we see the heroes ride away. We actually see them ride away from the house. And then the... The gangsters go to torment the kid for maybe 15 seconds. And then suddenly ice runs through the wall on the motorcycle, just smashes straight through it. Like he's fucking, Oh yeah. It's, it's karate. 
so hilarious how like, reckless it was and and just sort of like he like gets in jumps off the bike we have the second fight scene in this movie which is again just ice posing and people falling down it, it's it, it's like really dark effects. oh my god the sound yeah. of the punches sound like somebody dropping lettuce into a vat of peanut butter it's just really <laughs> like <laughs> But it's also periodically hip hop sounds. Yeah. Oh yes, a lot of like just electronic scritch? sounds. Did you say scritchy scritch? Uh, scritchity scritch. Oh, That's, okay. uh, I'm sorry. There's a T there. I'm gonna take that sound clip and no. throw you over someone doing. Oh scratching. my god! I'm gonna make a song. Scritch. <laughs> I know music, you guys. Listen. One one thing I want to say about the scene. Two things I want to say about the scene. One, I realize now how he got through the fence earlier. Two, (laughs) my big problem with this is they are quite a distance from the road because we see the gangsters look out the window and they're not on the first floor of a building. No. They are not on the second floor of a building. They're at least on a hill and two stories up. Yeah. This, it's, so. Yes, he's looking down at the road. I didn't realize that. (laughs) (laughs) So he just like, not only does he drive away, he suddenly like comes back around. He's going so fast, he comes back around the other side of the planet through the air. I need to see like what happens before that because like I, all I'm thinking of is that Batman Begins thing where he drives up to a parking garage and then just flies off of it. But there are three total times in this movie where Ice jumps a vehicle over something that is not possible to jump it over. Yeah, exactly. And this is the second one. My biggest problem with this one, though, is not 15 seconds later from them driving away, do they drive through the house. Now, the problem with that is their dialogue, it's not like their dialogue is aimed at anybody overhearing them, like, oh, man, there's no one here, so we're going to go away now. Blink, wink, blink. And then they drive away. No, they, they're talking amongst themselves and they're like, God damn, I thought he'd be here. And then they leave. Like, so that means when they were driving away, Ice was like, wait a second. What about that specific house? What if we drive through like the kitchen area? Well, from the love scene, I'm pretty sure that there's only one fucking house there in the middle of the desert. So, Hey, do you see the spot on that wall 10 feet up in the air? Let's, let's do it. Let's go there. And they all do. <laughs> they do. But the best part about that, the only thing I kept thinking is, what if the kid had been right there instead of like three feet to the side? <laughs> he was literally only like, he was right there on the same wall, just and, in the corner. And in that part of, at that point in the movie, I totally believe that Vanilla Ice would have been like, hey, we found your brother. We did it. And she'd be like, no, you killed him. And he'd be like, no, he's safe now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yep, and then they come back. Yeah. So they come back. They have the bad guys tied to a car. The girl who's in the four-person crew with ICE, they're driving motorcycles, she leaves her car or her motorcycle at the construction site, I guess, because she's the one driving back the car. But I was trying to figure that out too. No, there are four motorcycles that come back and the car. Who was driving? And, and a girl is still on the back of the bike it, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Wait, Wait I'm sorry. Who's, who's driving the car? 
the she, the girl the member girl, of the group. Yeah, she's okay. Who's the driving group. the fourth bike? Yeah, that's the thing. I, the like, you don't see them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was seriously like, oh, how are they, how did they work this out? Like, who's driving? Because uh, Cam, you glossed over. You said they're tied to the car. They are tied across the windshield of the car. They're sitting on the hood of the car with their backs against the windshield, leaning back as if they're stargazing, <laughs> and. Yeah. They're covering the entire windshield and somebody drove them all the way back instead of, you know, just calling the police and having them come there. There's no police in this movie. Well, the police are there at the end. Oh, yeah. Because, because they're the interviewing the mechanic. The police, finally. Yeah, and they're interviewing the mechanic to see where Vanilla Ice went. And they're like, oh, you're talking about our son. He's in college. He's in his dorm. <laughs> It was the weirdest yeah, throwaway thing. Oh my God. That was so long. He's like, yeah, he's majoring in chemistry. And, <laughs> and dance. Modern dance. And yeah, he and like he holds this. his hand above his, like t- temples his like arms above his head as if to show, you know, dance. And then he just like rubs them all the way down the length of his face. And you can only see that from behind where the camera is actually like shooting the cop. But you can see the weird mechanic from behind just like doing the hands on the face thing. And the cop was wearing the same expression I wore throughout watching the movie, which is just this kind of like, what? (laughs) What do you, what is this? And then. Okay, guy. And then comes the third unrealistic ramping um so basically to finish this off um the dad walks over and finally he's like oh yeah you're a good guy thanks for saving my son and literally the only thing that vanilla ice says doesn't matter (laughs) okay it's like hey he just kind of apologized to you for like judging you in like harshly and you're in love with his daughter you're hopefully going to see her more and your response to him is just like Whatever, man. It doesn't really matter. That's all I fucking said. And then, to get back at the boyfriend, he literally somehow ramps the fucking bike off of the boyfriend's shiny white Camaro. Casual destruction of property. And then, yeah. like, still rockets, like, 10 feet in the air over it, and then just hits the road and with rides, the girl off, on the rides off with the girl. And I guess she's never going home or to college. She's just going to, like, wear more white clothes and dance to a shitty music. Yeah. Well, that's what happens at the end. The thing about the jump over the car is the cuts are hilarious because you see it go like, you see the bike go like right up to the car and it's so clear that like the front tire of the bike is going to go underneath the car. I thought he was going to just crash into it and just like break the car. That's what I was hoping is like, they just crash, the both of them fly forward face first into the windshield, the end. But... It's so, it's so silly. Yeah, uh, that's the end of the fucking movie. That's we, the end of the fucking movie. We end the same way we began with another like nightclub dance scene thing, except there's some really quick cuts between Ice dancing and <laughs> the new girlfriend. He fidgets on stage. That's Vanilla yes. Ice's career, fidgeting on stage. <laughs> Like a kid with ADD who forgot his meds. He's just sort of like twitching across the stage. Oh, so you mean Cam on a daily basis? 
I wish I got paid a million dollars to do Oof. a movie where I antagonize a horse girl. I would uh, play this part for a million dollars, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't have to try very hard to dance. Not, don't change a word of dialogue. <laughs> and speaking of dialogue, uh, does anybody have any uh, some of their favorite lines? I just want to point out that literally the, our entire section under script is just bad one-liners. <laughs> yes. We have nothing else to say. Should we just take turns reading these? Yes, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Cool. I already said drop that zero and get with the hero. Okay, and then <laughs> one of my favorites was, it's like, oh yeah, I went to go see Cat. Okay. You know, the chick that drives the horse. <laughs> <laughs> New York. He's from California. I know, but it's like, I, it, that is my baseline for like, just not saying things properly. Yeah, we're going to say the next one. Oh yeah, as soon as you're done making sex. <laughs> Yeah, the brother says that. He's like, oh man, can I get a ride on your bike as soon as you guys are done making sex? And the, they're, uh, and like the sister's like, oh my God, how dare you? I'm like, no, you were 100% about to blow vanilla ice. Don't get all high and mighty. And so the next one is how he explains to his friends that he's going to go talk to her. Um, he just goes, going across the street to go shling a schlong. Uh... <laughs> means I'm going to go try and have sex with that person. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty positive that's what he's saying. And he's either talking about the boyfriend or the girl. It's hard to say. Uh, at one point, Ice uh, says, to the, um, says to the mechanic, but can you could put the bike together with quickness? Oh, you're so clever, man. Oh, your lyrics are so clever. I wanted to... I wanted to read these IMDb. Wait, you forgot. Let's G O. Yeah, you can do that. That's what he says. I think it's like almost the last line of the movie too. That's what he says right before they ramp the bike off the Camaro. Is he's like, let's G O. Oh, then it is the last line of the movie. Yeah, except for like when he's singing. Yeah, I. Oh, those were words. So when I was looking at IMDb, there are plot keywords that pop up. So that way, if you press one of those or type them into the site, you can find certain scripts and plots. Uh, These are some of the IMDb plot keywords. They sum up the movie pretty well. Uh, Sleeping with socks on. (laughs) Bare-chested male. Egocentrism. Narcissism. And Bechtel test failed. Oh, man. Those are all pretty perfect. I love sleeping with socks on. (laughs) Why? Like, at least everything else is legitimately in the movie, but sleeping with socks on is not. No, I think um, I think when Kat is only wearing the fatal attraction getup of a man's button-down shirt, she's also wearing socks, oh. which kind of adds another layer of insanity. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Bare chest that's, male. That's pretty much all you need to know about the script. It is not noteworthy. No, no, honestly, actually, I'm pretty sure for the first, like, at least third of the movie, most of the dialogue is not meant to be listened to. It's kind of like, like, they're just kind of saying things, but you're supposed to be paying attention to how they're reacting to each other. Yeah. Like, they're just kind of having a conversation that you're kind of like an outsider on, you're not really listening to. Like, literally, most of them talking is retarded. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like, it, it's almost like the movie is telling you that because the sounds that they're putting in are overriding all of the dialogue. There were several bits where I had to like step back and rewind and be like, what did he say? Did we turn on and, subtitles? 
No, I don't think we did. Wow, we did one without subtitles. Because I didn't care about what they were saying. I really just cared about the emotion on their faces. Speaking of which, the acting. We don't need to talk about that. Nope. And and also then speaking of which, uh, just moving on, (laughs) the sound. There are so many... We've already mentioned this, but like sound effects that are added in that aren't necessary, that are repetitive, incredibly loud and out of place. Um, there's uh, there's one bit where the kid brother is playing Mario, like the original NES Mario, and it is so loud that you cannot hear any of the dialogue going on besides it and i've played enough of that game to know that the kid started up a level and died in less than three seconds uh it was it was awful and then like immediately starts uh, like a different level like the underground mario music starts to play i know this is a really deep cut but it was so distracting and it just felt like oh somebody just held a microphone right next to the speaker on their old fat back television as their child is very poorly playing mario yeah no there's lots of terrible sound effects i think my favorite is when uh we first see the mobsters like when we talked about when they were looking at the map right and he's like oh i found the house right and the other guy gets up to get back in the car and he like pulls the gun he like wedges the gun out of his belt and the sound effect of him wedging the gun out of his belt is like a rubber ducky squeaking (laughs) <laughs> you know like just it, like in kids movies and things get stuck and it's like ear, ear. yeah it's that <laughs> on that note there is it's during the final fight scene one of the bad guys gets hit in the head and there's like tweety bird noises like 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 as if he had cartoon birds circling his head it's incredible um and it's also incredibly brazen <laughs> All of the music is obviously just like 90s R&B or whatever most of the time. And fortunately, not very much Vanilla Ice music. Um, Weirdly. Surprisingly, for a Vanilla Ice movie. Three? It's like the beginning, middle, and end. Three three songs, technically, but it plays four times because the first song is also played over the end credits. Yeah. Uh, later the intro and and credits but the worst thing is the random like weird teeny bopper carnival music that plays over the motorbike mechanics yeah it's like so the weird. whole time they're talking because they're supposed to be like weird and eccentric because they have like it honestly looks like a 90s mcdonald's play place their house yes <laughs> with all the like primary colors and shit like i don't know okay. what set direction that was oh like my god support poles that are zigzags do you guys remember the scene tripped me and cam the fuck out when the girl is sitting there with a bunch of like green eggs and she goes to pick up the salt oh, that's like really close and then it's really big that... it's a salt shaker the size of a human torso yes. it's so big but because of like the what is it, the depth of field that they have it's just the way they set it the up the salt is yeah. closer to the camera and so it looks like it's just bigger because it's closer to the camera but then she picks it up and it's like a fucking funhouse effect yeah yeah oh my god i don't know what they were trying to do with that but one of the other guys in that scene is eating a sandwich that 
Oh God, what was it? I wrote it down. Peanut butter, Pickles. pickle, anchovies, mustard, and pineapple. The mustard mysteriously disappears yeah, yeah. Right before he takes a bite. When he puts the bread, like the second piece of bread on top, the mustard is gone. Yeah. Oh. I was like, the mustard's what did you in, bro? Like, not the pickles or the anchovies? You put, you put fish heads on your sandwich. With peanut butter and pickles and Ugh. mustard. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, can I talk about can I talk about the cinematography real quick? Yeah, who did it? I, if you must. This is so. This is one thing that's fascinating about this movie to me is I kept watching it thinking like I legitimately didn't think that the cinematography was terrible. I thought this looks mediocre, right? Poorly it looked edited. fine. It didn't look like we've seen some bad cinematography in some of what we've watched, like particularly things like Spy Kids Three, which I don't think had anyone behind the camera. I think it was a dog with a GoPro strapped to its back. <laughs> but there are there are movies like that, and this one I thought like it's fine. I thought it was, I I wasn't sure if it was like the editing that was making things look better or not. Turns out Janice Kaminsky did the cinematography. He is the Oscar winning DP for things like Schindler's List, he, which he won an Oscar for two years later. He did the cinematography for Cool as Ice, which has got to be one of the quickest upswings of a career <laughs> I've ever heard of in my life. And not only did he do that, he then went on to do pretty much any, any Steven Spielberg project through the 90s to now. I mean, he even shot Ready Player One. He shot Lincoln. He shot War Horse. I mean, like he shot Amistad. He's done everything with Steven Spielberg since. And it, it baffles me. <laughs> How, most of the time, things like this, they sink your career before you get the chance. Mm-hmm. They don't start your career so that you can go film a Nazi film, like one of the most award-winning films ever made, Schindler's List, blows my mind. Yeah. Don't give up <laughs> on your dreams, kids. <laughs> yep. You can make some real stinkers and then turn around and hit it out of the park. And he's an incredible cinematographer. I mean, like, he's a legendary cinematographer. So it was weird when I saw his name attached to it. Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense to me. And I'm still a little baffled. It'd be like like seeing Guillermo del Toro's name on a director credit for, like, Sesame Street. I'd be surprised. Sesame Street's not bad. It's just for kids. Yeah, so is this movie, for the most part. rated pg but what i wanted to bring up though is this kind of ties into our next thing which is editing is the the true biggest reason why the cinematography looks like garbage in this at any point is because the editing doesn't ever give it a chance robert can you read the one line that you've written here (laughs) this movie nearly gave me a seizure a couple of times and i stand by that it like i it's rare in a movie where I have to do this, but occasionally I just have to like, okay, I'm just going to like look down for a second, just sort of like as if I'm dizzy, just like reorient myself because I feel like a thunderstorm is brewing in my head. <laughs> this was awful, awfully edited. It's really jarring. It's really quick. The Like we talked about the Malcolm in the Middle scene. The fight scenes are insanely edited to the point where I'm pretty sure a couple of times I caught them breaking the 180 rule, which is kind of a little bit of inside baseball. It's basically you're you're supposed to keep, um, imagine listener like a 360 degree circle. The camera should only stay on one side of the line. It helps to like help your minds to understand where everyone is uh, standing. And they just flat out ignored that for this movie. Yeah. Which you can ignore in certain situations, very much so it works. 
You yeah. do it in moments of chaos or in moments where like someone's strength in a conversation has switched to somebody else. That happens, but this movie has none of that. It's just, oh, no. it's just random edits, random cuts. It's not as bad as the Captain America movie from the 90s or 80s. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Don't but worry, listener. We'll get to that. We're going to get to that eventually. But that one probably will give one of us a seizure at some point. But this one, the editing is just, I, I don't, like, the editing is pointless almost. Because it it's not doing anything to help the movie in any case. There's Man. not a single time. I just remembered I should have made that scene where he's just kind of laying on the couch in 12 different angles. One of my favorite scenes. Oh, yeah. That might be the best scene in this film. It's in literally terms of just how like it's done. a vanilla ice, like just glamour shoot. Like, yeah, oh, here's my here's my jaw at this angle. Here's my jaw at this angle. I wouldn't be shocked if they like took stills from that for Vanity Fair to be like, right? Look at this guy. He's on the come up. He's got a movie coming out. He's I on bet a red you it's gonna be great. In a front lawn. And anyway, speaking of of ice himself, his wardrobe was actually done by one specific person, according to the credits, at least. Oh, one person voluntarily took credit for this? Yeah, so he has a pretty legit 90s wardrobe going on that somehow he carried along on the bike with no luggage attached to it. Yes, where Um, is he getting these changes of clothes from? He has so many. He wears, I'll just read the list to you, he wears some rainbow yoga pants, um, an orange winter jacket. I want, yeah, I way. want all of his clothes. I want his pants. I want all of his I clothes. I don't want his shirt that says sex, among other things on it. It Why? looks ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, I just got to warn you guys, if you do ever buy any of these clothes, I will set them on fire regardless <laughs> of if you're wearing them. Okay, his first pair but- of pants are awesome. Okay, no. they're no. weirdly tie-dyed, yes. but not it's- quite tie-dyed. They're his- amazing. His first pair of pants are, are like are Incredible. the beginning of um oh what's that Spike Lee movie his first big one oh this joke isn't <laughs> it's not gonna land <laughs> do the right thing his pants oh, the are right the thing. opening yeah. credits of do the right thing where it's just these like jarring neon triangles interlocked that's fair fantastic that's not that's not incorrect at all fantastic and they're amazing. It makes me sad that I no longer live in burner land, like where Burning Man Look, happens because people like burners still dress like that. And you can find that shit in Reno all the time. His black jacket uh, though, looks like a high school bathroom stall. Oh yeah. That's what it's it looks terrible. like. It's <laughs> awful. But it's, you forgot about the orange winter jacket that he's wearing with nothing underneath. Yeah, it's pretty and he has it unzipped almost all the way to his belly button. Yeah. Just so yep. we can show as the IMDb <laughs> words say, bare-chested male. <laughs> yep. Uh, he wants to show off both of his chest hairs. He has a lovely brick wall pattern on one side of his head and also in his eyebrow. Um, where yes. it kind of just looks like his eyebrow is just burned off. Yeah, it's like it's got stripes in it. And the other side of his head has like zigzags shaved into it. Yeah. It yeah. was real busy. Uh, we talked about that shitty black jacket um <laughs> black leather kangle yeah that that was the one hat that he was wearing i i think it might be that that weird um like mm-hmm. f- policeman fetish hat with it's the, almost like a conductor coins hat. punched out of it. it but like backwards 
I think he only wears a hat like that because his hair is so big, he has to find something that I can fit under. Oh, it's, and speaking of which, he, he puts on like what I guess you would call like a beanie, maybe, except it's sort of like a condom tip on top where there's this extra <laughs> reservoir of like loose fabric that's just standing straight up like six inches off where his Where were head. you in the 90s? Because you don't seem to be aware of any of these styles. <laughs> that was a big style in the 90s. It's it still really a big was. style. I wasn't born yet. I wasn't born yet. Yeah, wow. he wasn't born until the 80s. Jeez. <laughs> Um, and then, oh my god, my favorite costume is the very last one, where he looks like Two-Face from, uh, which Batman movie was it? Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Oh my god, when it's like split down the middle. Yeah. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones, classic. Terrible, but it's like a suit that's split down the middle where one is kind of like Jean, and the other half is like... Like his pants in the beginning, basically. Yeah, I would wear any of these clothes except for the bathroom stall jacket. Some of them I'd probably wear ironically, but I don't care. I'd still wear them. I I feel like I've seen Macklemore wear some of these outfits. Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably got it from a thrift shop. (laughs) It's not a place you can find this shit anymore. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so that's wardrobe. Everything else is pretty fucking boring. Um, Yeah. What part would you play? Yeah. Well, um, so if Mickey Rooney had a younger brother who was on meth, that man acted in this movie as the mechanic. And we didn't really talk about them because they don't matter to the story at all. But it's, it's like two people who've had, two like 60 year old people who've had one improv class and are just sort of yakking at each other constantly while this weird bazooki music plays over them. Uh, he's the one who goes like, my son's in chemistry and dance. Yeah. I, would, I would play that guy. I feel like I could knock that right out of the park. Good for you. I wanna be Vanilla Ice so I can wear the wardrobe um, and dance like I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me and knock on doors only once because I'm that confident that they will hear me the first time. (laughs) But I don't really want any of this stupid love story. Um, I just want Vanilla Ice does a bunch of random shit, the movie. (laughs) He knocks on doors. He goes to the store and says a bunch of fucking one-liners. He gets some ice cream by himself, talks to his hair. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yep. Damn. I mean, like, I don't really want to be anybody. I don't think in this movie. I'm not sure. At first, I was at first I put it in here, you know, like maybe Vanilla Ice, but he's so much of an asshole of this mo- in this movie. He has the most fun part, but he's just a giant dick the entire time. Uh, and, and then it's just a it's a it's a tight contest between the horse and the main thug for me. <laughs> I'll play either. Oh, I see. You want to be ridden by the virgin? <laughs> it's not what I was going for. I just think it's the quickest part. And, you know, you almost get to kick Vanilla Ice in the face. But, but you don't. No, you don't. But the thug is also boring. He just doesn't really do very much. I'm going to go with the horse. movie does much. <laughs> no, they don't. And finally, do we recommend that anybody watch this hot garbage? Or I guess cold garbage? Yes, ice cold garbage. Um, I, uh, I would like to 
point out something because uh, the listener w- wouldn't see this, but we have a, a shared document that we all put our notes into. And usually we'll just put like a little symbol um, for next to the ones that we're doing. None of us claimed any of these, but here are the answers to do we recommend. LOL, ha, and And with that, that's the end of our episode. Yeah. Yeah, don't watch this at all. Whatever you don't pay to watch this. Absolutely not. Please do not. I thought it was relatively entertaining about four jello shots in. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's it. Any final comments? We'll put up some scenes. You can watch some of those. Oh, yeah. But that's pretty much all you need to see. Enjoy those. Tell us what's your favorite. Tell us if we forgot a scene. Oh, I'll, we'll put this up. I'll try and remember to, to remind you to do this. But uh, there is a very good scene that has nothing to do with this movie other than the fact that it's Jim Carrey being vanilla oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from In Living Color. We'll put that up. Oh. Cam ruined this movie for me by making me watch Jim Carrey's version of this first. And then I was just confused. It's just Jim Carrey redoing Ice Ice Baby. It is it's great. It's great, amazing. honestly. Um... Yeah, so you can find us on social media. Check for our super fun scenes. If you don't and shouldn't watch this movie, you can just watch the best parts. Um, We are at 50 Foot Podcast. We have an email, or you can just tweet us if you want to tell us what to watch next. If you found some hot garbage on the internet, tell us about it. (laughs) Um, I like Cameron's way of saying, give us a five-star review, even if you hate us. Let us know what we're doing wrong. But we'll only listen to it if it's attached to a five-star review. Gotta give us them gold stars, y'all. This is finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. I think we've I think debased ourselves enough. <laughs> okay. Bye. My name's Allie. I'm Cameron. And I'm Robert. Van Winkle. Van Winkle. Good night. <laughs> Good night. So long. Sayonara. Attack of the 50-Foot podcast is saying goodbye again. Let's G-O. <laughs>